do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. That's a bad outfit. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Showdown. Am I the prettiest? Showdown. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this time? Showdown. Well, who am I? Showdown. The Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1. We're um, once again here at the Oddmall Outpost, the Emporium of the Weird. Oh, yeah. It gets weirder every time we're here. Yes. Every time. And the ginormous snot monster thing is looking awesome, finally. But he still has no pants. <laughs> Andy has created this thing, and like it's his all his whole upper half is all painted and sculpted and all this, and there's no pants. But that's nothing. Like I, I feel like he's gonna put it somewhere where you won't see the lower half, maybe. But it bothers me. He has no pants. Chewbacca <laughs> had no pants. Donald Duck has no pants. Good point. Most ducks have no pants. Well, yeah. <laughs> Donald Duck with the shirt on. Winnie the and Pooh. No pants. Winnie the Pooh. No pants. Yeah. Oh wait, didn't Minnie only have a skirt? Yeah, but she was wearing a skirt. At least it was a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey has pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, speaking of um, Winnie the Pooh, I did. Fi- I saw that um, Christopher Robin trailer. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, tur- that tugs on the heartstrings. The, even for a the guy. originals. The yeah. originals. I, I remember as a kid in well, class, like in first or second grade, we watched the movies, like when they were still on reels. Yeah. I feel really old, that, but... Mm. But we watched the original movies with the original stuffed animals mm-hmm. starting out. They'd start out in the live action, and then the book would flip open, and then you'd go into the book. Yeah, I remember that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, when, actually, when Disney first started, Disney Channel, they did, do you remember, I forget what it was called, it was Winnie's, or Winnie the Pooh Corner or something like that, and it was actually mm-hmm. all live action. Yeah. With um, the people in the was, outfits for all the creatures. <laughs> well, for, for no. the age frame that they were aiming at, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. true. So, but no, the um, just the scenes in that trailer for the new Christopher Robin movie, it, and having Jim Cummings, who's done Winnie the Pooh since yep. like the early '80s, he's only I think the second guy to actually do Winnie the Pooh officially, mm-hmm. right? And um, they have his voice in there. It's like, dude, wow, yeah, <laughs> this looks yeah. awesome. I mean, it's not going to be a typical you know fun Disney movie kind of thing, but. If, if you if you're into the nostalgia value, yeah, it's, well, it's a big deal. This is like the third or fourth in this type of movie that they've put out recently, mm-hmm. because we had the Finding Neverland, which was about um, the guy who created Barry. Um, yeah. yeah Barry, who created Peter Pan. You got um, what was it? Finding Mr. Banks is actually what they called the other one, which was about mm-hmm. Mary Poppins, right? And the road Mary Poppins took to make it to the movie, yeah, and all this stuff. And it, it, these movies saving are doing Mr. well. Banks. Yeah, saving, saving Mr. Banks. That's what it was. Finding Neverland, saving Mr. Banks. <laughs> so it's like the, these movies are, I they're hitting the right spot because they're hitting the um, a lot of us that were um, kids when we first saw these movies and loved these movies from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And now you can see either a little bit behind the scenes or just a different take on how the characters were yeah. created. Yeah, um, you know the funny thing was like I, I didn't get a lot into Disney when I was a kid, but where I went to college, 
I was surrounded by Disney nuts. So then I got into some of the Disney stuff then. And I have to admit, I, I kind of got into Pooh more for the Zen value of him. <laughs> the Zen of Pooh. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like maybe. Well, there's a book out called The Tao of Pooh and the. Yeah. the, the the, is it the Tao of Piglet or the I think I, I don't know the Tao of Piglet. Tao of Piglet, yeah. But no, I, I, there, we there, move past this. I know we're gonna, this is gonna become <laughs> a whole show. Isn't working. Okay, write this down. No, 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 no. no. That, topic. Just a, the, the topic of poo is not something we want to keep going on. <laughs> okay, at least Andy's not here because it would right. go in a completely different direction. <laughs> no. That's like you can't you can't talk about Winnie the Pooh without a little grin on your face if you're a ten year old. That's true. That's true. And, and we've proved time and time again we're ten. Or yeah, you're, yeah if you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, was it Friday night they did like the Disney movies? I remember that's why I grew up watching. No, I think it was Sunday nights. Wonderful World of Disney. Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah. And those are the ones that you you got not only the movies, but you got the old um, Walt Disney tours of various Disney things. Yes, sometimes, yeah. And you got the live action animal stuff. Yes. They used to do those like documentaries where they'd follow animals in the wild and mm -hmm. stuff like yeah. that. I'm surprised they haven't, um, they've not forced ABC to put another oh. Wonderful World of Disney type show on there because from probably the 50s all the way through the 80s and into the early 90s, there, was, there wasn't much time in between the, those shows being on. Mm -hmm. Right. Because Walt Disney had his Wonderful World of Disney, the World of Color, all these ones. All the way through, and then um, into the 80s, even after he was gone, um, Eisner, I believe, mm -hmm. wasn't it, that was yep, doing yep. them there. It's like, I'm surprised. We've had 20 years or so without a show like that on. Yeah, but we, we've also had the Disney Channel. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> they, they show stuff on there. Well, no, speaking of Disney, did you hear about the fire? Which fire? Um, the prey dragon caught fire. Oh, yeah. yeah tried to the put Maleficent it out. Maleficent dragon. The, the Maleficent dragon actually shoots fire, and it caught fire. <laughs> so. Did you see that they, they had, um, when the head came down, they were they were shooting the thing up, mm -hmm. the uh, fire extinguisher? Yeah. It just went up even further. Yeah. It just, it just, it, it wasn't such a great job at first trying to get that fire out. Yeah. <laughs> it just went down the neck. Yeah. I'm like, That's the problem yeah. with parade floats. Every piece of that thing is flammable. Yeah. Well, the yep. best part is, is the people are just standing there right next to it. I mean, it, it, at first you'd probably think, okay, this is just part of it. And you're like, no, no, it's falling apart. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's melting. Wait. Wait. From the head, down the neck. Yeah. People are trying to put it out. It's, yeah, don't, it's like, don't, no, someone's grabbing propane tanks to get out of there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's probably, I'm betting that's probably what it was. Yeah. There was a leak, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it happens. I mean, and it just melted. The you gotta think they did. They do that parade every day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. Yeah, right. exactly. Using that float every day, mm -hmm. so it gives the Imagineers an opportunity to do a new drag. Exactly, that's now right. they can do a new one. and they, that's what they get paid for. You know. <laughs> well, I didn't know the live-action um, Cinderella. Her dress caught fire. Yeah, and they had to redo it. it. Was a handmade dress. Took them a month to make. Oh my it. gosh! And they caught fire during filming, and they had to fix it. <laughs> It's like, wow, yeah. Disney just catching fire. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, they're they on fire. <laughs> the Yoga fire. Yoga flame. Sorry. <laughs> Mickey fire. Mickey, Mickey fire. fire. Mickey fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, so now I'm picturing, I'm picturing Mickey as Dulcie. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse with your arms. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's already bald. Yeah. They... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, today's show is going to be kind of a little bit all over the place. But <laughs> a little bit. Miss Dawn has given me and Kylan a gift. 
Yes. And we love her for this. She's yes. going to let us talk about the um, syndicated TV. Yes. The syndicated action shows, especially for especially from the yeah, 90s. There was some we stuff. Do that, should we talk about and, we all well, Yeah, we're going to get to there. Okay. I, in other words, uh, a large chunk of my DVD collection. <laughs> Pretty yes, much. Yes, it yeah. is. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> we have seasons and seasons of you. this stuff. Yes. <laughs> this was great. So, well, um, people, especially kids and younger people now, don't realize there was a before um, there was all the cable channels that were going nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, the broadcast TV, anything that was not um, ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, yeah. If it was not there, they had to find programming. Right. So they were making the shows that you see on um, cable TV now mm-hmm. were being shown there, and well, it, it was stuff that. Usually it was lower budget, but that's where most of your science fiction and action stuff was. And fantasy. And, well, and if you think about it, the very beginnings of the CW, which used to be called the WB, was yeah. all syndicated. When that oh, channel that first came on, UPN. they had not yeah, both of those they had yes. nothing else to show except right. The syndicated stuff mm-hmm. they could buy. Well, and, and I remember back when, and I know TV Guide is still around, but back when it actually meant something, uh, when they would have the fall preview and they had all the stuff for different networks, there was a separate section for syndicated TV. Yeah. So you got and this, you had to quote check your local listing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every day, it wasn't since it's not on a network show. You may or may not get the show. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, it would be at a different time depending where you were. All that. Let's not get into this too deep yet because we're going to get to that in a minute. Right. Because if we start on this now we're gonna go the whole time yeah, with this. Stop. <laughs> uh, the one thing though that I just dawned on me I didn't really think about it. you know what we're not gonna cover it today but everything but the original Star Trek fits in this all of them were syndicated shows mm-hmm. yep they were next generation DS9 all of those were yep that's true so, but um, we actually we had some local stuff that we had fun with yesterday and Dawn and Vicky, Vicky and Dawn are probably going to do most of the talking on this one. It, we had a blast. <laughs> we had the Summit County Humane Society. Summit County is where we're at here in Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and everybody has a Humane Society. But our local one had their major fundraiser yesterday, which they call Bark in the Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, it was a local Humane Society convention almost. An outdoor con almost. Yeah. A festival. And, well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, they've been doing this for a number of years. Quite a few years, actually. Um, because... The first one we went to, we just had Spirit. Yeah. Which meant it was 2001. 2000. 2001. 2001. Because we got we got yeah, Spirit in was, uh, August of 2000. Yeah. So he was he was already about a year old when the first one had. So they've been doing it for at least that long. And mm-hmm. when they first did it, it was just a walk. Okay. And it was literally bark in the park. It wasn't like this time around because of where they've switched it to. It's technically not walking around a park anymore no, um, not walking around the park but, but actually originally <laughs> originally it was in Ellet, which is an akron area yeah it's one of the um, neighborhoods and it was at a it was at a the lot behind a is a high school wasn't it or was it a community center something like that yeah and there's there was woods behind it part of the metro parks was behind it and mm-hmm. so you would walk the entire path through there okay as, as the walk and they only had maybe five vendors or something okay. that were selling little things. So they've it's had it for quite a, a few years. Yeah, and, and it was always like, you know, you pay your $10, $20, $30 fee, whatever, and you got a T-shirt and your dog got a bandana and you walked around. Um, and now it's uh, it's definitely gotten bigger. They have both a run and a walk. 
Yeah. And so now it's in um, in downtown Akron. We have this awesome kind of festival area called Lock 3. Yeah. It's a, a city park. They had actually leveled some of the buildings on Main mm -hmm. Street. And uh, the Ohio Near Canal runs right through the center of downtown Akron. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this basically goes between like the Main Street area and Lock Three and the um, the old Canal Lock Three was behind it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's all it's all cleared out. It's all grassy. They've got a permanent stage in the area. Um, and so Bark in the Park this year was there, and they had probably about thirty or so vendors. I mean, there I, was, I think they said there was upwards of seventy there, vendors. There's there. so, uh, well, yeah, because some of them were smaller, some yeah. of them shared tents and that too. Um, so I know Vicky was watching. How, they they had a um, goal for their fundraiser. Like, did, I think twenty two thousand. Twenty two thousand. Did, did they make it? I don't know. They were close. Because she was watching, because yeah. Vicky and I actually formed Team Cassie the Wonder Pup. Yeah. And we did the walk. Yeah. <clears throat> so we raised forty bucks. Nice. I mean, that was mostly I mean, us good. paying it, but that yeah. doesn't matter. Right. But that was just it. Like, if, if you entered the walk or the run, you paid your entrance fee, so that all went to the Humane Society. And then, of course, they encouraged you to to get pledges from other people for doing it, which mm -hmm. a lot of people do, or they, they form bigger teams, and everyone joins mm -hmm. and pledges for it. And, and of course, like, while you were there, you had all of the... There were crap loads of free samples of dog yes. foods and treats and... A lot of the booths were giving away toys, like tennis balls or frisbees or all kinds of things. We have a coupon to go to PetSmart and get a tennis ball. We have, and, and we got we got Pet People coupons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Lots of treats. And, pet oh, People yeah. is kind of an interesting store. Have pet you guys got pet in there? People is what I consider the she-she pet store. Yeah. And because, <laughs> because they only sell the, the gourmet-ish kind of foods. Yeah. Not just your standard brand foods. And although I do like going there and getting like the, the homemade pet pet biscuit dog biscuits mm, yeah. for them like they have some cute dog biscuits and they have they have higher end toys well that's the only store we could actually we that we found we finally found the harness that actually would fit cassie See? because and they actually <clears throat> took harnesses out of the packages and we're che we were checking to make sure what yeah. would fit because anybody who hasn't actually met cassie <laughs> she's a chihuahua and chihuahua terrier but she basically looks like a chihuahua on stilts but she's got more of a barrel chest to her a little yeah. bit mm -hmm. so her chest is bigger than her shoulders and her head so just about any standard harness, if she pulls backwards on it, it slips right over her shoulders and her head. <laughs> she has. <laughs> so it's like we finally found one there that actually would work. You know, some of these stores, I mean, yeah, Pet People's a little pricier than going to PetSmart or something, but like you said, you'll you'll get, you'll get the individual attention. You know, they actually care about what they sell you. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the interesting thing is... One of the first toys I bought for Zoe when we got her was from Pet People. It's just it's this little little alligator, and <laughs> it 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 was it, it's little, so it's perfect for her tiny mouth, and that's why I bought it for her. She it still like, has it. Is it like a bunch of knot? Like, no, it's just a little stuffed alligator. Oh, okay. And it had the everything was sewn on, not no eyes that she could pick off yeah. or anything. She still has it. It's still in one piece. Wow. And it's like and, and at the time it was I think I paid like ten bucks or something, which. It's kind of a lot for a little toy if you think about it, but yeah, she, and that's a couple years old. She still has the thing, so well, they sell good stuff. Is that, is that where we got Cassie's alligator? Yes. Yeah, and it was actually a bundle of knots. Yeah. That formed an alligator. It was an alligator, and the girl it had a rope or a uh, water bottle in it. Yeah, the, oh, the crunchy, water bottle. Yeah. yeah. That didn't make it very long because Cassie got <laughs> Cassie shredded part of it just enough to get that out of to there within the about an hour. Nice. And now it's just a bundle of ropes because I've taken it was just a long string of ropes tied together mm -hmm. because it doesn't look anything like an alligator. Right. So I tied that into one big knot, so it's a ball now. Nice. <laughs> and she still runs around the house with it. Yeah, I mean, like some of these places are great, and and I mean they had like I said we got tons of samples of everything, yeah. and and even the ones who were there who weren't directly pet related like there was a couple realtors there was um 
one of the was it Attorney General or something? She oh, was, yeah, Sherry she Bevan was, Walsh. Was it Sherry Bevan Walsh? Was there one of them? Was uh, there yeah, with someone a but political? She, but she had a therapy dog with her too, so cool. which was kind of cool. And she was giving away some stuff. There was a car dealer. They had some bandanas and frisbees and stuff. so like even if they weren't dog related, they were still there for a reason. And some of the booths were the local hospitals as well, animal yeah. hospitals. Um, so you I know get... our our local vet um, is actually at PetSmart, mm-hmm. and um, so it's a, not, yeah, it's te- not technically a hospital, yeah, but um, they, they were there, yeah, right, yeah. They they had a few. You could get information on them, um, you know, which is great because a lot of people don't think about you know finding out emergency hours mm-hmm. for for that when you're yeah. when your vet isn't open. And we're and, lucky. There's I think three um, full-on emergency vet hospitals yes. around in our area. Yes. There are. Within yeah. 20 minutes of anywhere yeah. in Akron area, do we got like at least three 24-hour vet hospitals. Yes. Yes. And there were um, there were also food trucks, mostly people food trucks, but there was one that was a canine food truck, which was awesome. And it's cool because they don't sell um, people stuff. They, they had a little bit of people stuff, more like just snack food people stuff. Yeah. They had little bags and stuff and some pop and that. But um, for the most part, they had frozen treats for the dogs. Zoe ended up with a mini ice cream cone. Yeah, they um, sell frozen yogurt for dogs. They yeah, absolutely and uh, and they had uh, they what did, they had these like frozen peanut butter balls. Oh, that yeah. I almost got her some of those. Well, the nice thing <laughs> is they also have your freeze dried like pig ears and that type uh, yep. of stuff there and also. They had so the marrow chew toy stuff, and marrow yeah. bones. They, so I mean, there was you know there was even a food truck for dogs. It was awesome, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was great and the attendance was huge. Really, yeah. if you look at it. Well, I think the walk we were in, we I would say there was at least a hundred people in it, and yeah. I believe it wasn't a twenty dollars minimum donation to walk. Yeah. So it was twenty dollars each to walk it. So that's um, what two grand there yeah. mm-hmm. and, towards their and goal. And I mean, to get into it, if you weren't walking, it was five dollars to get okay. in. Okay. Right. So I mean, regardless, they were getting money out of people mm-hmm. regardless, and I mean, <laughs> and they need it for that. I mean, they, they yeah. provide a service that is phenomenal. I mean. Everybody um, likes to go to these um, specialty uh, rescue groups. Yeah. But the Humane Society is the one that people seem to like forget. Yeah. That they these, do. They, anytime that there's a dog problem, um, your local uh, animal control, a lot of times, if they have to remove a pet from a, any situation, mm-hmm. they go to the Humane Society. Well, the Humane few, Society will take, pick them up. A few years ago, I forget how many... I would say it might have been upwards of 50 pit bulls that was from a yep. fighting ring. Yep. Yeah, that they, yeah. That they, they ended up with them. All in. Yeah, and even even this past year, from the flooding issues they had in the South, they they were dividing up animals between shelters across the country, yeah. and the Humane Society here actually took some. Oh, oh yeah. So, you remember back last in year, the... there was a breeder that they had uh, yep. a horde breeder when they got all the snouts. Yeah. yeah. There was like 100 well, of them. And there was like a member, like, was around... Tw- uh, 2008 when the the bottom fell out and a lot of people were abandoning their homes mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, keeping their, dog, their dogs there and yeah. cats and, so, um, and and they um and the the fact is they're a no kill shelter yeah. yeah um whereas your local pound and uh, you know they they give dogs a certain amount of time but they do euthanize them and the humane society actually works with at least here actually works with our local pound and will take dogs if they if they're pretty sure they could actually get them adopted out yeah. or mm-hmm. or if they just have room for them because that that's a big issue. Yeah, have you guys ever actually been to they call their local their shelter possibilities. Have yes. you guys been up there to see yeah. the size of that yeah. place inside? I mean it, it is a giant warehouse. And it took it took a long time for them to get it. It it only opened a few years ago. They used to be at a different location that was really crowded. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so they, they did a lot of fundraising to be able to get this place and uh they they I mean, worked for years. I mean, I think I think they were working on them when we 
maybe when we first got Spirit. When we first got yeah. Spirit, he was from the old place. He was from the old place. And, and within a couple of years, they were finally getting the new place. And this, this is why they are one of our our annual charities that That's we right. give to because they always need it. Well, also, if I remember right, all your dogs are rescues, aren't they? Yes, yeah. they are. Cassie is a rescue. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if you're out there, if you if you got kids or if you just if you want a dog or a pet, don't go don't go to the pet stores and breeders right away. Yeah. Because there's hundreds and thousands of pets out there that are great, loving pets. Dogs, cats, whatever you want. Rabbit. I mean, the Humane Society has rabbits. They have rabbits sometimes. They, have rabbits. they sometimes have rats um, and mice. There's a Jessica place. Jessica her rabbit. Yeah. yeah, Jessica her rabbit. They um, need a good home. You're going to um, pay less. Also, um, the Humane Society or any of your rescue groups, but I know the Humane Society will make sure they're up on all their vaccines. Yes, they will. They're um, already fixed, so you don't yep. have to worry about um, doing that. because um, training, too. There are mm-hmm. so many dogs and cats and pets out there that um, that it's like, unless you're an actual breed, a responsible breeder, you should probably have your pets fixed. Yes. Right. Because... Um, Mutts don't sell they, as well as um, purebred stuff. <laughs> yes. Well, that and also it's 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 healthier for them. Yes, mm-hmm. meals. it's much safer. And usually, like you may say, I think it's like two hundred dollars for a dog, and most of that is their vet bills and um, yeah. getting them fixed. There's there's a reason there's they a have very, to charge these. Yeah, things. there's a very small amount of that that actually pays. But for you the know dog. what? If you get dogs that are older, six years and up, I believe they're only fifty dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Somebody. And and you know what? Getting an older dog is an awesome thing. Sometimes we had we had a dog. He was ten when we got him. He lived until he was eighteen. Yeah, like, I, especially the smaller dogs, they will still live yeah. a big chunk of years with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elv- Elvis is like, well, we named him Elvis because it's a little lip curl, but his original <laughs> his original name was Lucky because the person that we got Elvis from kept going back to the humane, kept going back to the dog pound, and I think the dog pound was about to euthanize him. I think it was that day he was going to be euthanized. It was that day he was going to be euthanized. And they gave him to her because they were just like, no, we're yeah. not going to charge you for him. Well, that's the thing. The, the people at the dog pound is a euthanized shelter, right. but they're not happy about doing it. No, no they're not. No, if no. there's any possible way to save that dog, they will. They they, um, they will do what they can. If you can't, you know, take them, volunteer your time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All of these, yeah, especially, that's the big one. All of the shelters, including the pound mm-hmm. and the Humane Society, Depend on volunteers for walking the dogs, mm-hmm. for taking care of them, training them some. If, yeah. if you check out if you're if you're like a runner, if you're really athletic, check out if your local shelter has um, running groups or running teams. Because especially for some of the larger dogs, instead of taking them for walks, they actually have volunteers to take them for runs. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's a lot of track schools. Yeah, that that's a that's a, a an important thing because so many of them end up with a lot of larger dogs. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those, uh, volunteering at a local shelter like this um, is something that you may not even think about, but after you do, you spend one or two days at this place and you're never going to want to stop. Right. Because it's like, it, it, these are, um, you'll see, uh, you just feel great mm-hmm. helping other, mm-hmm. helping your pets. And and the other option, if you, if you love animals, but you can't necessarily own one full time, you can foster an animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that, that helps out the shelter in terms of space and the shelter actually pays for the care of that dog if you need to take it to the vet, etc. Mm-hmm. They're still paying for the care. You're just giving it a home and socializing it and getting it used mm-hmm. to a family and making it more adoptable mm-hmm. that way. Well, that that's actually the situation we got Cassie from. Mm-hmm. When we got Cassie, you guys, we talked about it on the show, but um, she was dropped off at the shelter extremely, extremely young. Right. And... Um, so we actually, when we picked her up, we picked her up from her foster mom because mm-hmm. her foster mom had her until she was twelve weeks old. Yep. Right. Uh, they the shelter would not let her go until she was old enough to get fixed. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, she was too young to even to be in the show. Yeah. Or to be so, at all. Well, I mean, that's what happened to Patrick Stewart. You remember? There was this great story. Patrick Stewart uh, fostered, uh, this was about a year ago. Fostered he, a pit. He, fostered he, a pit bull. Fostered a pit bull. And he, he was just kind of... He had never had a dog in his life. Never had... He, he decided to foster it. Early 70s now, maybe? Mm-hmm. He never had a dog his entire life. He fosters a pit bull, falls in love with him. He's like, nope, not letting her go. <laughs> well, that, that ended up too because he was having too much trouble trying to bring her into Well, no, the thing, England. the problem is he was moving back home. Mm-hmm. England has a ban on pit bulls. Period. Yeah, yeah that's and, and we're gonna so, talk about that in a minute. So, yeah. so he couldn't actually take it back with him, but he worked with a shelter to find a proper family for her mm-hmm. yeah. as well to make sure that she had a place here. And and he still visits when he comes. <laughs> yeah, back. So. See, I think that, I think that's a major problem because. I've said this for a long time. There is no vicious dog breed. No. no. There is really bad owners. Any Anyone who knows anything about dogs knows it comes down to the owner and not exactly. the owner. Exactly. Well, we socialize. Yeah. And we've been fortunate, we, we've been fortunate that uh, there was a local, there was a local uh, municipality uh, that for the longest time had a breed specific uh, legislation. Um, but then uh, there were uh, people in the community who pushed uh, to have that law changed. And I guess early it was this year, recently, yeah, it was, recently it was changed. It has been changed. And nice. I, was, I was glad to see that. And I, you know, it's a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Is, you no, know, we have to make, we have to be vocal about it. Yeah. You know, and what would you have? I was just going to say with, with them, with them, you have to socialize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do. Dogs, yeah. every dog out there, it's a pack animal. Mm-hmm. Now you are a lot of times part of the pack. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and you got to teach them that you are the leader of the pack. Right. But, um, but especially when it comes to like pit bulls, if you go to your local shelter, just because it's a pit bull, don't turn it down. Because some of the pit bulls are the biggest babies. babies. They <laughs> are huge babies. Doberman, well, the, the big ones that I can think of that people think are scared. Pit bulls, Dobermans, um, Rottweilers. Chihuahuas well, are up there. Chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. And um, German Shepherds, usually people are not as scared of. But mm-hmm. the big three ones there, the Chihuahuas, the pit bulls, the Dobermans, and the um, Rottweilers. Mm-hmm. Everybody's scared to death of these things. But they are the Biggest slobberiest, um, yes, yes, the, the, the big dummies breeds. you'll ever see. The two <laughs> top breeds depends where area, but the two top breeds that are the most get euthanized pit bulls and chihuahuas. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's like don't turn it down just because it's a pit bull or just because yeah. it's something that looks scary. And it's like I was sitting yesterday in the grass where she was, mm-hmm. um, we were sitting there chilling with Cassie. And I look over and I got a nose on my face. It was a doberman walked over and was looking at me on the face out of nowhere. <laughs> His par- the parents were looking the other way or something and he had yeah. a retractable leash. Yeah. He walked over and was like, oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and it was awesome. They had they had the police there too at Bark in the Park with oh, yeah. um, a couple of their canines. Oh, okay. And there was one of them was the the black German Shepherd. He was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was like all, even the vendors themselves often had the, their animals with them. Mm-hmm. And we went into one, uh, one tent to look at some of the bandanas and stuff. And Zoe decided, you know, like, Zoe's a pug, she's chubby, she's kind of lazy. So she sat down, <laughs> this is why she couldn't do a one mile walk. She sat down, and in the middle of the tent, by the way, not by me, but in oh, the middle of, of the tent, she sat down, and from behind the table comes an Irish wolfhound. Like basically you've got polar opposites going on here, <laughs> and just sniffing at her, and Zoe looked and then just looked away. And she, she was just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had, there was some stuff on the stage too, because they yep. had, um, uh, were you there when the dog trainer guy no, got up there? No, there was a guy telling, showing basic dog training and mm-hmm. how to do basic things to start with. And then yoga. And then, yeah, we were leaving as they were getting ready to do doggy and me yoga. 
The first thing they had on stage in the day was um, was the pet blessing. They did yes. have that early on. So, that so was there cool. was plenty of fun stuff to do. Um, like I said, I don't, we've spent a long time on this, but <laughs> this is something we that is we are all four passionate it's, about it's hard. A, it's a big deal for us. So mm-hmm. um, check out. Normally we don't ever get to go because usually we have an odd mall. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, this usually does fall on the same day as on Mall, so they switched it. But the big one, if you don't have a pet and you're thinking about it at all, check your local shelter. There's mm-hmm. hundreds of, and thousands of um, pets out there that need a forever home. Your local yes. shelter most likely has a website or they work in conjunction with PetFinder.com. Mm-hmm. And they will, and, have, um, and they will and help you, match you up with the perfect you can, dog. You can That's get really the photos. Cool. Yeah. A, a good shelter will have descriptions of the dogs that will tell you if they're good with kids, if they're good with other animals, mm-hmm. if they should be an only dog at home. Yeah. That kind of thing. Some of them have videos, like even the Humane Society of Act- Summit County, they have some videos of some of the dogs interacting with people. Mm-hmm. So that way, also know. pay attention to that because if you have young kids mm-hmm. and it's an older dog that has been abused by kids, you may have a problem yeah. with that later. So, but most of these shelters have no general idea of what the history of the dog and, is, and if you go and they to, will be able to tell if you go you. to the shelter, they will let you meet different dogs, and you know, yeah, you can see, play with the dog see for an which hour one two, works out. Whatever what we did, but way before we got, got yeah, there was one dog that was awesome. I was feeling it the whole time, but. When we got in the room with him, he kind of just hid in the corner, and that was it. Aww. It's like we're very active, and yeah. you see, you Cassie's with us all the time. It's like we need a dog that's. I'm not worried well, about being actually active out there with he us. He was right. one of the last pits from that fighting ring that yeah. was left. Oh. and he was just scared all the time. He was yeah. very shut down. That would he, that would take a lot of work. He did get he did get adopted a couple months after we met. Oh, he good. He did get adopted, and he went to a farm. Nice. Yeah, you need okay, to, I can he, see he that. needed that's to be awesome. someone that is going to be chill and just let him yeah. be him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he even had a cool name. He's Maurice. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, that, 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 that's a chill name. Up to the name. <laughs> so, okay, so, yeah. but let's Thumbs get into a little bit of news here. <laughs> yes, because the hatchet good. has come down. Um, yeah, I, I didn't go ahead and get the full list of the coverage of all these canceled shows, um, but uh, there was there was bad news and worse news for a lot of shows and ones that we have or may have watched. Um, Lucifer got canceled, which is one that I'm not caught up on, but I did yeah. like the ones I saw. Well, that the, the, that one, uh, any of them, Fox had a couple of them they canceled out, didn't they? Yes, Fox. This, some of this could be um, getting ready for the Disney acquisition. It's possible. Something. It's possible. Them trying to but, cut the um, bankroll. But I mean, generally speaking, you you are just looking at ratings still, and um, yeah. And uh, I don't know that Lucifer actually got great ratings, but of course there's a campaign to try and get it back already. Um, Always. They, they was one. I they know yeah. The Expanse is done. Um, and actually, it, one of the interesting ones, which isn't really geeky, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled, but then got picked up by another channel. Okay. So, <laughs> that is not uncommon. No, it's not. It's, it, it doesn't usually happen quite so Mm-mm. readily. Yeah. Um, because it was basically, it got canceled one day, and the next day you found out it was... It was it going? Well, that's like it's, what happened is, with Jack. Is it going to NBC? NBC. NBC huh. is getting it. Well, see, well, NBC, it, 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 NBC and CBS like doing that because uh, well, cause the NBC had canceled... Jag mm-hmm. and then CBS picked mm-hmm. it up like well you go all the way back yeah, to um, Wonder Woman Fox huh Brooklyn is on Fox oh yeah that's right Brooklyn yeah. is on yeah. Fox well Wonder Woman was cancelled mm-hmm. right and then brought back the next season on a different network and they just advanced it 50 years right <laughs> and didn't they do that with Bionic well, I mean you had, you had Super, Bionic, well, no, you had Bi- Supergirl yeah, Super, yeah Super Supergirl Girl went to CW um, no Bionic Woman what it was was um, the 6 million dollar man was on one network Bionic Woman was on another network even though they're both in the same same so universe, that's right. Oscar and yeah. Rudy were on both shows. That's on right. On two different yeah. networks. That's right, okay. <laughs> so, um, Stargate did that. And so, Stargate yeah. jumped networks. Uh, Andromeda did that. No, Andromeda, I think, was on the same place. That, no, Mm-mm. what it was was Andromeda was on UPN, and they switched over to CW when they finished the run. Right. That's, so it's yeah. just they morphed into the new network. Yeah. 
I thought it wasn't something Yeah, else. we'll get to the Andromeda in a minute. But, um, <laughs> We're definitely going to have to talk that one a little bit. Yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, and ABC confirmed, which we all knew, that the Inhumans was canceled. Yeah. It's like... It's, you could have just said it earlier. We knew. <laughs> we knew. That was a big mystery. Um, the, the, interestingly, we still have not heard of Agents of Shield. Right. Okay. Um. I, I, they're 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 you know they're talking about the bubble for I, that one. And I, I don't see them get. I don't know if Disney is going to allow them to get canceled because ABC has it. done everything they can to get rid of that show. That's, and and Disney won't let them do quite it. Quite honestly, this season has been better than a couple of the past seasons. Yeah. The, the, this so a, Agents of Shield is now a comic. Quality. And, and yeah, we, it, we gotta finish it. We're five or six book. episodes behind. And it. quite honestly, the way they're talking, Infinity War is affecting it directly. So Good. it'll be interesting to see. Next week is the, um, or well, I guess this coming week is the season finale. So poof. We'll we'll see what happens. There, <laughs> yeah. things, things aren't looking good for a couple characters already. Well, um, um, and, I mean, they're starting to show what's going on in New York now. Like, yeah, they're on, showing clips the news of news in the background. You're good. seeing things happening in New York, so it's like the it's the, uh, the fight that Tony was part of. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, um, and the other one that's on the bubble that has not been confirmed either way again is Timeless. Okay. So well, Timeless is just getting ready to finish up now, anyway. So NBC's not going to make a decision until it's done. Season finale. So yeah, but but a lot of times. The, the crew hears things behind the scenes, yeah. you know, and it was, I believe it was Dean Devlin who actually came out and said, we don't know anything yet, mm-hmm. which is kind of worrying them a yeah. little. Right. Well, the, um, pro- the only problem with that, with um, the nice thing with the, when the CW, a lot of times they'll do a really early renewal. Yeah. When they do that, it's nice because then the writers know writing into it that you can actually write a cliffhanger that you're going to be able to pay off yes. on. Yes. You don't have to have a totally closed season that the end could be either and the season finale, the series finale, or could extend on. And the thing is, that's what's happening apparently with Lucifer because it this season apparently is going to end on a big cliffhanger. Okay. And they're not getting another season. Well, the nice so. thing, Lucifer is Warner Brothers. Yeah. With um, and they they got a couple options there because I've seen um a lot of these shows that Warner Brothers owns end up on the CW seed later just as on reruns. True. But. You gotta remember the DC universe is coming soon. Right. They could always flip this up onto there. Mm-hmm. They could. And they have a show that's already in production, ready to go. Yeah. I, I think Lucifer would do well on CW. Mm-hmm. I think Possibly. it would. They'd have to. They'd have to um, do a lot less money wise per episode. They'd have yeah. less. But then again, you look at they don't, Supergirl has Luc- the same problem. Lucifer is not a big budget oh, show. Yeah, it's it's not compared, they have, to, compared to what the CW is working. Lucifer with. has <laughs> has fewer effects than Supernatural on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah, well, that's because it's not. I've not actually watched it, but it seems like it's not as much a magic based show. No, it's not. It's completely not. It just it's a cop show that happens to have Lucifer and some angels and demons in it. Yeah, um, that's all it is. But it's really good because the one who plays Lucifer is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't have. It's not an effects laden show. It's I mean, it's cheaper than all their superhero shows. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, speaking of Supernatural, the other bit of bad news we got was that CW decided to not pick up Wayward Sisters. And that makes no sense. Well, and if you saw the episode this past season that basically focused on them that was supposed yeah. to be a backdoor pilot, it was awesome. Well, what we were talking about, though, you got to think one, um, the CW only has one extra day now because they've actually, mm-hmm. they're adding Sunday night. Right. So they're adding a sixth day to their programming schedule. Because anybody doesn't know, the CW is two hours a night, mm-hmm. five nights a week right now. Right. Right. So that's only 10 spots to give. Um, now they're adding two more because they're doing Sunday night. Well, the thing is, though, I don't think that's much of an excuse when you have so many shows that will go mid-season instead of yeah. beginning of the season. Right. That's the thing with CW is um, so... I think that and the fact that um, they've picked up 
And um, Supernatural's doing awesome, and it's doing as well as the superhero shows. Mm -hmm. But those are the only shows that are really huge on ratings. I mean, right. the other ones are doing fine, because they're hitting, but they're hitting other demographics. Right. That's the only reason I think they're there. Like, Jane Diversion and some of these other ones are there because they're hitting other demographics. Mm -hmm. But um, the superhero ones are the bread and butter what's making the money for the CW. Right. Mm. So, um... I don't know if... But really, I mean, considering the feel of Wayward Sisters and that, they, they'd get the ratings for it. Yeah. That's well, the thing. That's why I'm wondering if it's not... If this would have been different if Supernatural was ending. Yeah, it's possible. They would have decided to Because they needed something to take that spot. Right well, now, they the don't other need thing something is, though, to take that spot. They, it would be better to develop them together and then, say, next year be the last year for Supernatural and you've already yeah. had a year of Wayward Sisters and then it just continues. Right. That way you have more of your built-in audience be, for what it. I think would be awesome for this would be maybe do a season similar to what they did on the second half of Supergirl and Legends where um, you have Supernatural go through and into the first break and then you bring Wayward Sisters in mm -hmm. with like a 10 or 15 episode exactly. season. Let them have like their first half. You don't, you finish don't up need Supernatural a and then bring them season. back. Yeah. You could even have just a 10 to 15 episode season if you wanted. So um, you basically I mean, have... that's what they did with Black Lightning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Black Lightning was a short season. Um, so it's but like, there's I've a possibility. For years for the superhero ones. There's a possibility of Netflix, since Netflix did pick up the Riverdale spinoff for Sabrina... Um, and Supernatural is one of their highest rated streamers. So there's a possibility there, but nothing else has been said about it aside from CW not taking it. Yeah. Um, other, other news about some, some renewals. Well, actually, before we get that, to, to finish off that thought, remember, Black Lightning was passed on. Fox was developing that, weren't they? I don't remember. The original Fox script, if I remember that. right, it was, um, it was Fox or CBS was looking at Black Lightning and actually paid for the script to be done. They passed, and then CW picked it up because it was after the pilot was already made. Right. Yeah, but that happens with a lot of shows. Exactly. Though. Well, no, it I'm does. saying that's maybe what they're going to do with Wayward Sisters yeah. at this point. The show's been developed. It's already been teased. Now it's ripe for someone to just pick it up and move with it. Thing is, it, the Supernatural style show doesn't work on most of the other networks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> well, it can because NBC for years had Gr um, Grimm. Yeah, but it was the ratings issue that yeah. ended up ending that. Right. So, <laughs> well, that's where, like, like you said, like a Netflix or a yeah. Hulu or someplace Something like that like would that be easily really pick really this well. up and move with it. Um, we we also found out that uh, even even if you haven't caught it yet, because it only just start dropped on YouTube Red, Cobra Kai is getting a second season. Nice. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, that's out now. So, did they drop the whole season all at once? All yeah, at once. Ten half hour season. episodes one time. We'll have to watch it. Um, uh, production is, uh, is already going to begin soon for the season two, which is going to premiere next year. Uh, probably around the same time, really. If you yeah. Think about it. Usually that's what happens with these. Um, and in huge news for Rick and Morty fans, Rick and Morty has been renewed for 70 more episodes. 70. This is a show that does 10 episodes a season. That's a one year of 80s TV. This is seven more seasons. This is going to be... Which is going to take us to like 2035 or so, given how long it takes to get a season out. True. So, <laughs> well, since they know they have 70, they may be able to actually go through it. A I mean, quicker. they can, yeah, they can actually keep doing them, but. Come but on, they, they were able to do G.I. Joe and Transformers at 50 they episodes do a season. Actually, yeah, but those are crap shows. It's a good show. <laughs> um, they do actually. Those are awesome at the time. They do actually treat them like seasons. There are episodes that build on previous episodes, and there are like. Right cliffhangers at the end of the season sort of thing so so it's a serialized um, show it no 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 it's not you could actually watch them out of order but there are things that you won't realize until you've watched the ones in the right order yeah. um 
But yeah, so anyway, 70, so, um, and we still don't have a premiere date for season four, um, right. which they've been talking about for a while since season three ended last year. But, uh, but yeah, 70 more episodes. Um, one of the other things is that uh, Killjoys starts up again on July 10th on okay. Sci-Fi, mm -hmm. just an FYI, they announced the date. See, we never. Um, what was the other one that Killjoys? What was the other Continuum or something like that? No, no, Dark Matter. Dark Matter. Dark Matter. We saw part of the first season, but Dark, Killjoys. We've seen every episode. Dark Matter ended. It's no longer yeah. so. But Dark Matter was really good, though. Like, yeah. The, see, the thing is, putting together Killjoys and Dark Matter gave you Firefly. Yeah. Well, um, also individually they didn't together, together they felt very much like what we're going to be talking about later this season or later this episode because they felt like. Uh, similar to the, um, I mean, the quality was much better. Yeah, mm -hmm. writing was a little bit better, but it was very much like the sci-fi syndicated it, shows it, from the nineties. Yeah, they well, they both felt. <laughs> this like could that. have been made by the same people who did like Andromeda and some of these other shows. Yeah. true. Well, the actress who was in Killjoys is the act she played in um, Ready Player One. Yeah, mm -hmm. she still played kind of a. She's in a lot of stuff now. You, you end up seeing thing. her in a lot of stuff because mm -hmm. um, she was in a couple episodes of uh, Black Mirror as well over the past okay. couple seasons. So I watched that yet. Yeah, Black Mirror is another one then. Hmm. Um, they're filming yeah. the next season of Black Mirror, just in case you wanted to know. Um, and other stuff I have is some movie news. Um, first of all, it's been made official. Bill and Ted 3 is actually happening now. Whoop, whoop. Um, so oh, wait, that's not news. We already knew that was coming. They just hadn't no, no, announced no. it. No, no, no. Like I said, they just hadn't announced it. Yeah, but a lot of movies you're just like, they talk about for years and years but and Keanu years. But Keanu Reeves is one of those that... Um, one of the actors now in Hollywood has finally made it to the point where if he wants something done, it will get yeah, done. Yeah, but I don't think it's because of him that it's getting done. No, it's not because of um, him, but he was wanting to do it, and Alex Winters wanted to do it. <laughs> a lot of that actors helps. want to reprise their roles. It doesn't make a difference. It helps. Um, this is actually happening, though. Um, Bill and Ted Face the Music, the sequel to 91's Bogus Journey. Um, it's written by the original writers. The script has been there for a while now, so they're probably just doing some updating. Um, Dean Pariseau is attached to direct. He did Galaxy Quest, in case you wondered who he was. Awesome. Uh, it's actually moved into pre-production and they've, uh, they're launching the international sales at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, <laughs> okay. So basically, it'll find our title characters now middle-aged with families of their own. And although they've written thousands of songs over the years, they have not come to the greatest song ever written, which if you remember the first movie, that's what they have to do. They right. have to come up with the greatest song ever written. Well, it hasn't actually happened yet. So, not surprisingly, a visitor from the future drops by and warns that only their song can save the universe because it's Bill and Ted. Uh, so, they set off on another adventure, this time with their daughters. Nice. Oh my gosh. So, it's Bill so and Ted. So, do we get the princesses in this one also? Um, it depends if they married them. <laughs> That's I don't, true. I don't know if they're the mamas. <laughs> That's true. We don't know that. The the princesses were in the band. Yeah. But I don't know if they're the wives or girlfriends <laughs> still, whatever. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Exes. Well, we'll yeah, they're most likely exes because you can't see Bill and Ted taking good care of them. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> in, the, in the way that they're used to. Uh, another third movie officially announced was Sherlock Holmes. Yes. I didn't hear um, about that, yeah. Uh, announced for Christmas of 2020, bringing back Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Um, which is funny, because now they're both in the Marvel Universe, and now they're in the show. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, talking about that, is um, Cameron has not had not seen um, Avengers yet. And he's like, okay, I need to know, does Robert, does um, Iron Man die? 
Because he's gonna be filming. It's like he's gonna be filming um, Sherlock Holmes three. It's like, dude, you realize they've our Avengers has already been filmed pretty much. Right. I'm like, I, I told him, man, you gotta really see the movie to find out. I didn't give him any spoilers right. at all. He, he well, was, I'm, and it's and, like, dude, and, you can um, film more than one movie in a yeah, year. Actors, actors do multiple movies. <laughs> I know. Look, look at look at Jane Dawson. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, The Rock has three. He doesn't, yes. Iron Man doesn't have to sur- doesn't have to survive or die. Um, either way, to do another movie. To do another movie. <laughs> um, so they, there's no word on uh, the director whether Guy Ritchie's going to do it again because he did do the first two. Right. No word on that yet. Um, but the uh, the writer of Hannibal actually did the script. Okay. For, okay. for this one, and uh, again, it's it it's literally on Christmas 2020. It's opening on December 25th. Every Sherlock movie has opened at Christmas. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's opening a week after James Cameron's scheduled Avatar 2. <laughs> Return. They of the keep Smurf. moving that back. Return of the Smurfs. Um, and so, of course, they're talking about maybe that's not ideal. But well, this is the snorkels this time around. But originally, <laughs> the original actually opened a week after the first Avatar came out. So that tells you something okay. about yeah. popularity. It, um, but it's also it's opening opposite family-friendly movies, including. An untitled Disney live-action film, so we don't know what that is yet, Mulan. and uh, possibly, because yeah. they keep rescheduling that one. Yeah, Mulan and um, Aladdin are the next two coming up, aren't they? And, but Mulan mm-hmm. doesn't even, hasn't even started. Because Dumbo's next year. Aladdin has the full cast already. Mulan doesn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, and the um, and Sing Two. Sing 2 is opening in 2020. Which, I've by the way, the first, the first was Sing was actually a pretty good movie. I've heard it was fun. I've not heard I only it watched it because Taron Egerton was a voice, and I really he's the elephant, and I really had to... I think he's the elephant. No, he's the gorilla. Taron Egerton is the gorilla. Okay. Um, it was a really cute. It was a cute movie, and and usually I don't like those kind of singy movies, but it was pretty cute. <laughs> but, oh yeah, that's true. So, so but, 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 but yeah. you, you know, it wasn't exactly a singy movie, but you did like um, uh, the one with the penguins. Madagascar. The, happy yeah. feet. Happy feet. I do like Happy Feet. That's a fun. That, I have seen that one. Because Happy Feet has good music in it. Happy Feet makes you want to go clubbing. <laughs> have you seen Happy Feet, Vicky? Uh, I don't think I've seen it. We'll have it's, to check it out. It's got good music. It, no, yes. Like, I don't know if it's on that. I'll have to look. <laughs> I don't know. Look. <laughs> I will go um, upstairs and check the Roku because the, the inmate with the Roku, it's interesting. And actually, we have the Roku TV, so yeah. it's got the regular antenna built in, so it knows and it knows where we're at. Because now, if I search something, it'll tell me if it's on the regular TV broadcast TV schedule. Also. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was looking up the Swamp Thing TV series because the Swamp yeah. Thing kind of and there's actually a, there is a new network or new. Um, Channel on one of the HD channels um, that you'll like this. It's called Heroes and Icons. Oh, I, 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 I have you found it yet? I will see. We don't have the. We don't, don't have, have the HD H- antenna. Yeah, HD Dude. antenna. But I was, I was watching, watching it. And I, I was like... watching Incredible Hulk the other day. <laughs> <laughs> they run Incredible Hulk. They run Hercules and Xena. All the Star Trek series is every night. And, and, and Renegade. <laughs> and Renegade's on there. Um, Swamp I, Things on there. Um, all your cop shows, your NYPD Blue, and all those yeah. are all there. So, so basically, a lot of stuff that I would never want to watch is on that channel. This yeah. is the Kylan and Ken channel. <laughs> it is the Kylan and Ken channel. Yes. What was that, babe? Was it Tarzan? Yeah, there was Tar- the Tarzan TV series was yeah, on there. Yeah, my, well, yeah, one is my... Sheena on there? Yes, she, yeah, actually she, it is. See, I had a feeling. If they've got Sheena's Tarzan, they had to have Sheena. The, the Batman 66 is on there. The, the George Reeves Batman is on there. George Reeves Superman. Batman. The Adventures of Superman. Sorry, Superman. yeah, the Adventures of Superman <laughs> was on there. See, yeah, that mm, no, no. That's why I was I was looking at how much how much is a digital antenna, and like was, twenty bucks. 
No, that's more stuff we don't need to watch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch good stuff. Let's okay. take our time. Let's move through the news because we're not going to um, have much time other than this. So uh, another one that, that Kylan was was able to uh, get kind of happy about is that Snake Eyes is getting his own G.I. Joe spinoff movie. Yes. Okay. Um, well, hey, if they're going to do Bumblebee, they might as well do Snake well, Eyes too. This, is, this comes from the fact that uh, Paramount assembled a writer's room for potential films around the G.I. Joe universe. And it was one of their better ideas that came out of it, I guess, for whatever plot they're thinking of. Um, you know, I know what the plot of this one is. The the mission to save Duke. Yeah, we, we don't need to no. get into that again <laughs> no. last time. Um, and, but it's unclear whether it'll take place in the continuity of the previously released films or if it's on its own sort of thing. Um, in, in perhaps the worst news ever, Fox is looking at making a choose-your-own-adventure movie. I've heard of that. And it would is, have some kind of app on your yes, phone? Yes, this is why it's the worst news ever. Because it encourages people to pull out their damn phones at the movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, every single person will have their phone out, and half the audience will be disappointed most of the time because their decision won't get made. That's so true. this is the worst <laughs> idea for a movie ever, and that's all I'm saying about but it. But then it makes people want to go back and go and back watch to the it movie. Again and, again and see if you can catch a different... Yeah, see, and that's kind of BS because you can still be disappointed the whole time. So Fox is going to lose out on this one, I'm just telling you. Now, see, this is is an, um, either not a new video game, but as an app for, like, a streaming service, this could work. It could work, Because then it's you and a couple people at home deciding, oh, well, let's see where this goes. It could work for something on your television. This is not good for movie theaters, and it's going to bomb. Because if you're near some of our friends, you, you will die. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, that's just it. People who don't like people using phones at movies aren't going to go see it. Yeah. And that's a big chunk of your audience right there, because, like, there's no way. Like, and all the lights that are going to be on in the theater, mm-hmm. and, like, no. Well, it's another it's movie mess theater. With people that have, uh, when it comes to different volumes of light, mm-hmm. it's going to really mess with the vision. And actually yeah. paying attention to the movie. Yeah. Like, you're just going to be waiting for the next question to come up. Well, that's like, I've, when I was a kid, I read Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. And it, it wasn't as good as reading a regular book. Well, no, they were better than reading a regular book. Um, <laughs> no, Choose Your Own Adventures were awesome. I mean, that was kind of the whole point was that this is your adventure. Well, I'm talking um, story-wise, though. No, they weren't great. They, no, they weren't it was, well-written it was fun, books. But it was the story wasn't as good. But the other the thing detail. is, though, it, it's a solitary thing to create your yeah. own adventure this way. The, it's not a crowd thing. The fun one is, I think it was within the last five years, someone has taken... Um, and made a role playing a single player role playing system like this, mm-hmm. where you actually build a character and you're basically doing a choose your own adventure with rolling dice and actually playing a game. Exactly. By reading the book. Yeah. That's fun. It seems like it would be fun. Um, well, actually, um, the recent comic that started called "You Are Deadpool" <coughs> is um, is similar to that. If you've looked it up, it actually involves reading through a Deadpool comic um, that you have to roll dice and do other various things to continue the story. Oh, nice. So it's only got two issues out so far, I think. But yeah. it, it's actually kind of like a Deadpool RPG in comic form. Nice. Well, did you actually... Have you seen the news about um, what's going on with Aquaman and Shazam? No. Talking about theater gimmicks. Uh-huh. Have you heard about Screen X? No. It's a... Um, do you remember back... Amusement parks in the 80s, or late 80s, early 90s, put in these... Um, panoramic theater mm-hmm. where it was like half a dome it was a 270 degree or this one's 270 degrees right. well someone's bringing those back and Aquaman and Shazam will be released on that type of screen well that's gonna be annoying and it's gonna be weird <laughs> because you're basically surrounded by the screen yeah that's not it doesn't make you pay attention to the giving. movie I think they said there's a total of um, maybe 50 of these theaters in the country right now <laughs> 
Um, right. I guess Warner Brothers has a couple of other films they've released, like Rampage was released on this. Okay. And a couple of other ones. you got to look to see. It's called Screen X. Um, and I, I, I would like to see it just to see it and see the what it, how they do it. But if I that's mean, something I think I would go to all the time. It kind of makes sense for Aquaman. You could be underwater completely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's, um, there's also, um, I know Cinemark has the, um, what do they call it? Um, the D seat or whatever it is where the actual the chair itself moves. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's fun for if you have the right movie. Right. Well, but, I mean, that that's the sort of thing that Disney has been doing for a couple decades. Yeah, with, 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 with their small ones. Their theme shows and stuff with, um, the, if you go to the parks, that when you go to um, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Yes. The, the seats vibrate. There are... Um, there are little air pumps in the seat mm-hmm. in front of you so that when when hundreds of mice suddenly pop out on the screen, it feels like mice are shooting up your legs. Yeah, they call but, it, a lot of times they call that 4D. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, the, when we had a SeaWorld uh, here, they actually mm-hmm. had a Pirates ride yep. that was like that, and it was like Eric Idle was on it and some of the other ones. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, that's, mm-hmm. like you said, gimmicky. <laughs> but it, it gets, as a once-in-a-while thing, that'd be fun. Yeah. It's not something you want to see every movie in. Yeah. That's very true. Um, and and my, yeah. my next three are quickies, potentially. Oh, we have time. Um, Actually, we have time. I think, looking at it now where we're at time-wise, okay. we may want to um, bump the our cinema, this to the next time we have a chance, because we're already no, this at 50, is getting this is getting talked about. We're already at 55 minutes. Yeah, this is your chance to do it. That's it. Um, <laughs> that's why I said these are quickies. Um, IDW is publishing a book called uh, Black and Proud. It's a James Brown story. It's a 144-page graphic novel coming out in October. It's his biography. Okay. Um, give you the, the background on James Brown and through the 60s and such, um, much like the Muhammad Ali one that came out a while ago. Uh, another book-related thing, Avengers Infinity War-themed libraries are coming. Okay. They're like the mini free library sort of things. Um, Disney Publishing has teamed up with Little Free Library and First Book. They, they started uh, this weekend, they started putting them up in various places. They'll be stocked with books for two years. And like any free library, it encourages people to actually bring their own books as well, to take some books and leave some books. And one of them is going to be in Cleveland. Okay. I don't know when it's, if, it's, if it hit this weekend or if it's just coming soon, but it's going to be at 8555 Howe Avenue in Cleveland, which is near University Circle. Um, okay, actually, around, that's about the right place to put it. Yeah, so. around East, East 85th. Um, so, yeah, so for about two years, they're, they're going to have titles like Avengers Infinity War titles from, um, like, The Hero's Journey, Road to Avengers, and The Cosmic Quest Volume 1, and that kind of thing. So there will be legit Avengers books there and for you to pick up. And, cool. again, all free. Just look for, you know, I'm pretty sure there will be colorful little boxes with Avengers plastic. But, all but like aren't all libraries free? Not to keep the books. Yeah, but well, no. free, yeah. Okay. These free little libraries are ones where you can get you can keep the book or ah. trade it out again. We have one in Akron in Highland Square, and there's a few other ones. And Andy's going to put one at the outpost here too. Nice. Um, but there other places that are going to be available is in Atlanta, D.C., Detroit, El Paso, Texas, Los Angeles, New Orleans, New York, and Phoenix. Wow. So it, that's Cleveland amazing. is like a small city compared to all these well, ones. Detroit, that right. Detroit's about the same size as Cleveland. Yeah. But I'm looking at it, like Cleveland and Detroit. Usually, if you get a list like this, which is only about five to ten cities, usually Cleveland and Detroit are not on it. No, no, and not not both on the same list. It'll be one or the other because they're so close to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and finally, um, the Deadpool two set list for both the score and the soundtrack have come out, and this is the first time ever that a completely musical score has received a parental advisory explicit warning label. 
Um, because <laughs> there's lyrics on the musical score. Because because um, now the the film composer for the movie is Tyler Bates, who has done things for Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy and John Wick and Three Hundred and Sucker Punch. I've um, not been a huge fan of his in general. I mean, sometimes he hits it, but he's one of the modern composers that does modern movie composing, where it feels like just generic I, background I, I action. Per, music. I prefer his stuff to a lot of the other stuff. Like honestly, yeah. I'd rather listen to him than John Williams most days. Uh, okay. Um, but uh, some of the songs on the score, some of the tracks include, and I'm going to I'm going to censor myself. Holy s balls, make <laughs> the whole world our B, pity D, courage mother F, and you can't stop this mother F. Those are the names on the score, okay? <laughs> and and apparently you can't stop this mother F. Kind of seems like Juggernaut might be in the movie because some of the lyrics. <laughs> are actually you can't stop him he's a juggernaut you can't stop this mother uh yeah that's 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 a background choir actually singing at one point during the <laughs> a choir it is it's an orchestral number featuring a full string and brass orchestra battle drumming and the dead serious choir singing. you know if, if that's if, if that's not deadpool i don't exactly. know what it is and just for your edification on the official deadpool soundtrack we have the new Celine Dion song, which I'm sure you've all seen the video already. I've heard about it. I've not seen it yet. <laughs> she She's not looking good. She's definitely looking fixed up. But um, it's called Ashes, and it has Deadpool dancing along to her song. Um, but some of the other classics on this album are In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, <laughs> Take On Me by Aha, If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher, We Belong by Pat Benatar, All Out of Love by Air Supply, and Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> so just think about where those songs could show up in the movie. Nice. <laughs> so is that all we had for news then? That's my news. Um, now, next week, guys, I believe it's next week, isn't it? Mm -hmm. De Deadpool 2 comes out next week. And Deadpool's De out this we week. We will have our spoiler show next week of Deadpool 2. We will. Mm -hmm. So, but um, still listen to the show, even if you've not seen the movie yet, because we won't spoil it until like halfway through or, or past yeah, halfway exactly. through. exactly. You know. Still so listen, listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we don't have as much time as I wanted. Well, actually, we can go as long as we want. We can. But we get to talk. Kyla and I have been teasing this for a while. Syndicated action slash sci-fi slash fantasy shows. And some of the shows, like I said, are a lot bigger than what you expect for being a syndicated show. True. They were not, did not have network support. Stuff like Star Trek. Everything, Star Trek Next Generation, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, all of that was syndicated TV. Yeah. Uh... And what most people knew of as the original Star Trek was syndicated. That's true. Because it, it had three years on NBC, and then that was it. That, that, that was it. Now, there, there had been an attempt uh, at, an, at a, uh, a revival of the series in the 70s, uh, and that never took. Well, that's what became the um, Star Trek motion picture. Right. And then you had the animated series, mm -hmm. but and they took a lot of... Uh, a lot of rejected scripts yeah. from the anime from the original series that put it in that, but we uh we didn't see Star Trek uh on the small screen until Next Generation. That was like eighty eight. I, I believe it was eighty eight, yeah. yeah. So and I remember I don't even remember how I heard about that, but I remember being all excited and the, the whole family sitting now. This was back before DVRs, before you could watch replays. So right. if you want, if you missed an episode, you had to wait till you saw a rerun. No, I, well, we have VHS in my well, house, yeah, so you we could, could, yeah. you could <laughs> record. You didn't videotape it. Yes. But that was that was back what was called appointment TV. Yes. Everybody made sure, okay, 7 o'clock Saturday night, guess what? Every, the whole family's going to be at home. Yep. So if you're going to go out to dinner, you're going out early enough that you're going to be home to see Star Trek. Encounter at Farpoint. Uh, yes. Yes. That was, and, and you know, that was... 
uh, well, we had gotten a new network, like UP. Was it no, UPN, UPN was until the no, that was that was that was that was later, wasn't it? Yeah, like, this was just straight on straight so, syndicated TV. And you know, a lot of people thought it was it wasn't going to work because for one thing, it was it was syndicated television. Syndicated television were a lot of secondary shows or shows yeah, that were not uh, accepted but they weren't picked up by the networks that's where they went it's a, well it was a lot of what you get now if you've ever seen me tv yeah things like that it was all picked up shows that had been already run on the main networks right but you know this show comes out and it all of a sudden it almost it almost now, revamped what uh yeah what the way people perceived of syndicated tv mm-hmm. to be well the nice the interesting thing is if you go back and watch the next generation now mm-hmm it, the first season or two were a little rough. Now yeah. looking at it now, watching it then, it was awesome. Yeah. But it's like they, it took them a couple seasons to figure out what exactly they were going to do with this. That's true. Um, now the other shows came in a lot harder and had it figured out a lot quicker. Right. It was, they D, well, like DS Nine. It took like I think about one season before they settled on one direction and then they went flying with it. Exactly. Uh, Voyager was pretty much the same uh, same general idea all the way through. It was. So they, it's like they, at that point they had figured out what they were doing. Well, you, well, I mean, Voyager, basically, you have a, a Star Trek version of Lost in Space. And yeah. They hit the ground running with that, you know, mm-hmm. but um, then the, the beauty of it was is that any of those series that followed uh, the next generation had Star Trek in the title. So people were like, OK, I, I know I, what I'm I, getting. I know what I'm getting. So. So um, but let's that was basically the beginning, I think, of the real syndicated specific shows. Yeah, I mean, I can, I'm trying to think what else was there that prior, we could think of off the top of our head. That was prior that prior to that, you end up with a, a lot of comedies, uh, and like what um, do you have that goes back into the eighties? Well, you had uh, Small Wonder, yeah, What yeah. a Country, well, um, Superboy. Was Super about the same time. Yeah, Superboy. It was like the 1990s when it started. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. So that was the same year as. Right, and there there was a show called Dracula, which uh, followed uh, Vlad Tepes into modern day, and it it was a decent it, it was it was a pretty decent show. Dracula was a he was a businessman, you know, yeah. he, he ran this international uh, conglomerate, and uh, the descendants of um, gosh, what's the guy's name that hunts him down? Van Helsing. Uh, Van Helsing. Okay, so the descendants of Van Helsing are. No, they're going after him, but he's using all his wealth uh, to basically do whatever he wants. And so and it was a, like a more classic version of uh, Dracula because he could go out in daylight and do well, all those things. That so. actually sounds like a um, version. These syndicated shows, sometimes they fall into a certain category. Like um, that one almost fits in with, um, there's a couple of shows that are like that. that it's an immortal character almost mm-hmm. that has all the money they need because they've been around so long and they right. go on adventures. Right. You could put... Um, Dracula, you mentioned there, but Highlander fits in there. Yes. Uh, Forever Night fits in there. There's mm-hmm. different twists. The Forever Night was about a cop who's mm-hmm. a cop vampire. But once again, he had, he's independently wealthy because right. of how long he's been around. And Highlander, how, he's an antique dealer that's been around for hundreds of years, so he's accumulated wealth. Right. It's, all, all these have a similar idea that they just change the circumstances. And, and, um, and uh, the thing with, with Forever Night was it was a show that had originally I guess it was it had been shopped to CBS because it was a it, there was a movie called Nick Knight yeah. that started uh, Rick Springfield yeah I actually had that one on DVD I do too <laughs> and, and and the show did not get picked up it was an awesome movie but yeah. the show never got picked up and then 
it, it shows it's, up as na- as now, a uh, syndicated series. When you're growing up, you're in Memphis. I'm in Cleveland, so there's a totally different. Where, what time frame do they do they play that? Like eleven o'clock at night? Well, uh, Forever Night. For, Forever Night. I'll be honest with you, uh, you for, see Forever that? Night was like at eleven o'clock. Yeah, I say ours. It was like eleven o'clock. Yeah. on like a Saturday night or a Friday night. Yeah, so I would watch uh, so Soldier of the- Fortune Inc. and then I would switch over to Forever Night. <laughs> Unless, show, if I was home that night. Forever anyway. Night was awesome. It fit, yeah. For me, it filled the place, I think, where Highlander was at. Yeah, well, it see, Highlander... Style. Yeah, that, now, I got Highlander on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. So that was... Yeah, a, that's what... We were in the afternoon, but... Um, it, Forever Night, for me, was awesome because um, it was it was interesting because it was... Forever Night came out after, like, Interview with the Vampire. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like Interview with the Vampire changed the way vampires were seen in pop culture. Right. Okay, you all of a sudden, all the vampires are sympathetic characters. That they're they're killing because they have to. Well, duh, now we have sparkly vampires. Exactly. That, that's the end up with Twilight now. Unfortunately. Um, and then you get Buffy comes back and totally changes everything. Because right. all of a sudden, Buffy's like, you know what? Vampires are demons. Kill them all. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Except for, uh, except for, except for uh, Spike and... Um, yeah. Except for when she's friends with or falls in love with. Well, exactly. Yeah. There you go. She did with both. She actually did both. But, um, but Forever Night was awesome because it was... In this one, vampires were evil. Yes. They weren't sympathetic character that just was misunderstood. No. They were all about killing people. This was, happened to be one that got a soul... I think he got a soul back or he just... He got tired of killing. He was trying to turn back. He, he was trying to get his soul back is what yeah. he was trying to do. And so at least in the city... Yeah, he had... Uh, he, he had accumulated like one chalice and he was trying to find the other Something chalice. Like and he was trying to... I need like, to watch that again. Like, I have the first two... I think you can buy it on DVD in th- or three volumes. Yeah. I have the first two. Yeah, he was trying to uh, re- uh, make a, amends for all the evil he had done, but then he had Lacroix, who was like, "Oh, come on, you know, you remember the this fun was, that you used yeah. to have in Lacroix." This like, was very yeah. much a, a interview with the vampire esque. Yes, yeah, because um, Lacroix's in it, and then you got Lestat in Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, pretty much what it was. This yeah, is very much. If you had taken the main vampire character from Interview with the Vampire, and made him a cop, right. you have Forever Night. Right, and and, and then this uh, the guy that uh, start started in the uh, series. Um, I uh, Jared Wynn Davies. Yeah, Jared Wynn Davies. Now, I I saw the guy, and I'm like, why does he look familiar to me? Then I realized that when Airwolf had gone over to yes. USA. He was, that uh, was. There's an 80s syndicated because that was never on um, network TV, was it? Yes, it was. No way. It, it was on CBS. Okay. It was CBS, and then CBS canceled it, and then it, um, and then it got picked up yeah. by USA. That's gonna be a totally another show. 80s action, yeah. Because most of the 80s action was network stuff. It was network. It was. But there's plenty of one one hit wonders or two seasons mm-hmm. or that's it. So we got we're gonna cover that later. <laughs> But um, yeah. keep going. So then we had you know, but then you you also had other shows that had done. Had a, a presence on network TV that ended up with a syndicated presence like Team Knight Rider. Team Knight Rider. Then, well, that, but that was Knight a one Rider, season yeah. show. That was a spinoff from that. Rider, yeah. Yeah. But you do have ones that are um, well known as not as much syndicated, but stuff like Babylon Five that started one season on NBC. Right. Had like two seasons off, and then TNT picked it up and ran with it. Right. And you know because uh, they those shows had. The, the cable networks uh, had a, a little more leeway to do what they you no know, do what they could. They didn't well, they have restraints that network had. Yeah, yeah. So. A lot of times the, these shows were bought by the channel, so they had a lot more money. A lot of the syndicated shows, though, they were gonna, they were talking about like Forever Night. Um, they had to find money from the production company, and they did not know if they were going to get picked up by any channels. Right. So they were basically making the show, hoping that they would get bought. 
That's true. And, then, and if they did, then, or, or like a, a, a case in point would be, oh gosh, what was the show? Um, Nightman. Okay, so, yeah. so Nightman, which uh, was based on a comic, trail, I believe it was from Malibu, I believe it was, which was uh, a spinoff of, well, Marvel ended up buying them. Well, Nightman was pretty much a cheesy superhero show but the concept was pretty worked pretty well well there's a couple of those it had horrible effects though horrible oh effects oh my god but the but the story is weird the stories were pretty decent the effects were terrible that's the thing with the syndicated shows they didn't have the money to put into the effects no they tried so hard they did well that the 90s did not have the effects available right. go back and watch Hercules and Xena now yes no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that because was... they used early 90s CG effects in these mm-hmm. and, and, and then you you had well, then you had shows that were okay. Like I have my, one of my personal favorites was Renegade. Now I remember the way no. it was described on uh, these in uh, the TV guide was it was cause it was described as a modern day western. I'm like, okay, well, how would that even work? And so you know, you have the almost like the classic western story. You have a guy who's a lawman who is accused of a crime that he didn't commit, and so he ends up becoming a bounty hunter. All right, but he's riding a motorcycle. So, yeah, you, you, no, always, there you go. Motorcycles always take exactly. the place of horses. It does. Always. Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lamas. Now, when Lorenzo Lamas was in here, I remember watching the show and they made a big deal about him being in it. I had no idea who this guy was. <laughs> now, was he known as an act, a model, well, yeah, an actor, or what was it before he, he, he did had a bit, He had a bit part in Greece. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he wasn't, it wasn't a bit part. It was an important part in the diner. Okay. <laughs> and he, he played he played Lance. On um, Falcon, Falcon Crest. Crest, okay, but then yeah. he, he had a ton of uh, straight to D, uh, straight to video action movies. Ah, okay, that's uh, mainly why. mainly the Snake Eater series. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and so and that's why he got an action. The one thing though, when you looked at him on the TV show, he definitely looked. He fell into like the Fabio mold. He was your romance <laughs> cover cover boy look. That like, he was long a son, hair. Oh my he, god. He was the son of. Uh, Fernando Lamas, yeah. and so you know his dad had to, was this dashing Latin lover type of, and, but oh, see Lando, it was so Lando. Wow. So, <laughs> so Lorenzo, the thing with him prior to, like if you weren't paying attention to his career as far as the action movies, you just saw him as the pretty boy that was on Falcon Crest, and also I'm like. And I never really watched any of the movies because I was like, oh, whatever, you're Lorenzo Lamas. But then I watched. <laughs> See, that's why I never, I never, I've never seen Falcon Crest. Yeah. But that yeah. was it was primetime soap operas, and that's not what my, I right. I my watched mom Dallas. watched it. That's what my I watched. Sister, it. Dallas. I never watched Dynasty. You know what I'm I had no choice because my mom, and my sister watched yeah, it. Yeah, household women. Yeah, I had my dad on my side. <laughs> See, nah, I didn't, you know. But then you know we get this, and I, I watched the first episode, and I was hooked. You know, and it was kind of cool because. The, you, you almost had a little bit of a switch so you, you so the you you have the bounty hunter as uh Lorenzo Lamas but then you have Brans- Branscombe Richmond who okay they went with the typical you know cowboy and native american but they kind of switched up a little bit because Branscombe Richmond owned was like this multimillionaire businessman who was always chasing a buck and <laughs> and he he believed that Lorenzo uh, Reno Reigns yeah. was innocent and so he offered he said hey I run a bell bondsman company so yeah. why don't you work for me I take a cut of what you make 
And it, it, all so, the money he made, Lorenzo Lamas rarely wears a shirt in the show. He does. Like, he, he can't afford a shirt. He can't afford a shirt. <laughs> that was how they got the women to watch. Yeah, you know? exactly. yeah. <laughs> they knew how to catch all the demographics, or you know, certain other demographics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, in the fact, and I didn't know this at the time, but he was a second degree black belt in uh, Taekwondo, and he actually did some decent fight scenes. Yeah. And uh, interesting thing, you get a young. Michael Jai White uh, in the first issue. <laughs> oh, I mean, nice. in the first uh, in the Episode. the first season, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, he gets his butt kicked by uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Oh yeah, fight scene. Hey, being a good stuntman is knowing how to make it look good getting uh-huh. your butt kicked. Yes. Yeah. Um, but actually, this go back to superheroes for a minute. You right. talked about Nightman. We also got Mantis. Yes, uh, which had a Carl Lumley who plays the Martian Manhunter's father. I don't never I, remember that, his name on Supergirl. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, I forget his name. But remember. he was on. Yeah, he was also the voice of um, Martian Manhunter, I think. Yeah, he was the voice of Martian Manhunter. But, um, and that, but was, he was on Fox. Actually, that was on Fox. Uh, Mantis was. Mantis was on Fox. You sure? Yes, I'm certain uh, of it. Wasn't um, what was that other one? The eight Manimal. Yeah, that was Man- 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 Manimal was syndicated, wasn't it? Okay. It was. That was NBC. That was NBC. Yeah, that was okay. Well, Mantis, real quick, since it was. Um, it was on Fox, so it doesn't fit our criteria. No. But it was about a, a paraplegic who basically builds an exosuit to right. um, become a superhero. Right? Yeah, he got he was a he was a doctor who happened to be in um, uh, Watts uh, when the Rodney King uh, the riots during the riots and he gets shot, and so then he creates um, the suit. To walk and then, but the suit ends up kind of being overpowered, and he's like, "Well, you know what? I can fight crime because that's what you do." <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. One with an exosuit that does um, fit into our category is RoboCop. Yes, RoboCop. Uh, <laughs> the RoboCop TV series, one season, and um, and it it actually was, it was about quality. the quality of RoboCop Three. It was. <laughs> it was. Well, see, they 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 did not. But for a TV series, that's pretty good. It was pretty good. They didn't want to go dark with it. This was a definitely a lighter series. And well, you had to make it suitable for regular broadcast right. TV. Right. But then, now, another show that featured uh, somebody in a powered suit was Super Force. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't remember that when You were telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, Super Force, uh, it was about a, a guy who was a, an astronaut who comes back to um, come back to Earth from a successful mission, and um, he becomes a cop. Well, then he runs into this guy who's a scientist, and he's like, hey, you know what? I got this pirate suit because we need to do something to take the uh, take care of these criminals who are getting who are operating above the law. So he gets his powered suit and he gets his uh, souped up motorcycle. And the first season was pretty much that, and it worked. But then the second season, something happened, and the guy gets psychic abilities, and it just got weird after that. Okay, I know <laughs> That's it was weird when it before. got weird. <laughs> it did, and the and the, the, the this starred Ken Oland. Um, who you had seen in bit parts and other stuff, uh, and um, but and you didn't really see him in anything after this. Oh, hey, the the um, the artificial intelligence in in the show was was voiced by Patrick McNee. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he he ends up getting killed in the first episode, and you end up seeing him as the uh, AI and Larry B. Scott and and Watergate co-conspirator G. Gordon Liddy was a recurring villain. Yes, he was. <laughs> G. Gordon Liddy had this a very is the weirdest active, show. I have to go and find G. Gordon it now. Liddy had a very active career in syndicated TV. There was a <laughs> lot. There was a lot of um, people that have made a lot 
uh, really good careers in acting in the last 20 years that started on these really low-budget syndicated TV shows. Yes, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so Super, Super Force uh, was... It, Largely forgettable. I can't lie. It, 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 was, it was no renegade. I mean, you got two seasons, and really for a syndicated show, that was great. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, there was another show that was uh, that it was syndicated, but more syndicated action than sci-fi was. Um, well, the first season it was Soldier of Fortune Inc. And then like the I second, know the name. yeah, and it, and it was uh, it was pretty much as although it was one of the first shows that featured uh, the guy that played Crowley. Oh, uh, Mark, Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard plays uh, an alcoholic uh, former SAS. Uh, uh, he was electronics and uh, demolitions expert, and uh, he was around for one season. And after that, he just kind of went on and did some other stuff. And um, there was also, oh gosh, there was, I forget, because I'm terrible with names, uh, Melinda like Clark. 30 years M ago. Melinda Clark uh, played a former CIA case uh, case officer, and then she kind of went on and started, uh, her career just kind of took off after that, too. So, okay. yeah, so and I think she, I think she stuck around for both seasons, but then come the second season, we actually got... Uh, Rodman. Des Rodman was brought on as a. I do remember that. Pie, he was a helicopter pilot. So, which he was kind of interesting because he was trying to do the whole action thing at that point, and he was kind of convincing. Yeah, kind of convincing. If you if you could forget about the fact it was Dennis Rodman, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was hard to do because Dennis Rodman no was always or not, Rodman. always Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Yeah. So, um, really, but, you're are, are you gonna leave out Baywatch Nights? We haven't got that far. Oh, oh well, you know, Bay, now, well, I technically, you've already gone past that and well, back again. You're <laughs> Bay, Baywatch Nights. Now, we're, you want to talk about shows that rebranded themselves? Yeah, so shows that had nothing to do with the original, it had nothing. To, <laughs> so, like, so no, we get so now Baywatch have been around for a few seasons at this they, point. Baywatch actually, I looked at the other day, I looked, they have like 11 seasons. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they, they, that was a show that <laughs> was a long if you watch, the, If you watch the original season thing of Baywatch. Watch, which is not a syndicated show originally, right. yeah. But the original season of it was about the, and, and actually, if you watch the show through, it's actually about the lifeguards. Right. Later on, they made it so there was eye candy also. Right. But the storylines in it were not terrible. Right. No. Well, I mean, like it was uh, the, the first season was, was on NBC. The one where, um, Jason Momo. Jason Momo started actually yeah. on Baywatch Nights. No, it was Baywatch no, Hawaii. Yeah, Baywatch. It was Baywatch Hawaii. Yeah. So then, so it was the first season was uh, they, NBC. Baywatch and NBC was its own. TV Empire for a little while. It was. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, NBC dropped it after the first season, mm -hmm. and then it, the USA it got, picked it up. I USA, think. I think they picked it up. They did that a lot. USA picked up a lot of stuff, and that's what built what is USA Network now. Right. Hey, it's just to prove that sometimes someone's trash is someone's treasure. That's, that's right. right. And so they, so then we end up with Baywatch Nights because you know Mitch. It wasn't enough for him to be a lifeguard during the day. They had to give him a chance to sing. So, so we, so the first season was more of a almost like a noir type of show. Yeah, he, he was, he was just a PI. Yeah, more than one season. Yeah, yes, two yeah, seasons. seasons. Wow. So, so the first season, he's like a, he was like a, it was like a PI, PI noir kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, that was cool. They wanted to give him his, um, get his Michael Knight on. And then the second season. The second season went X Files. Yeah, he the went X Files. There was suddenly all paranormal stuff he was yeah. trying to solve. Yeah. Oh, well, I have to go back and watch this. Yeah. That was actually the better season. That was, <laughs> you know, and I think I did like, because I was like, you know, I'm like, 
you're you're trying to do Magnum and it's just not working. But then and I think that's probably what they realized. But because it had the following, because it had the Baywatch name on it. Uh, the second season, actually, I did. Second, th- actually, it went three seasons. It went three seasons. It was ninety-five okay. to ninety-seven, so that was three seasons. Yeah. So then, oh wow, that was earlier than I thought. I didn't right. realize it was that mm-hmm. early. Okay. Right. And so then, and and so and after that, it seemed like you know he he because now mind you, we still get Baywatch. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. And so Mitch doesn't say anything about his nighttime job. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's just doing his day job. And so then, so then we get we got that, and then. That was it, you know. I guess he decided he just wanted to go back to his day job, and then um, mm-hmm. we had a- then you a- get... Acapulco Heat. Yeah, uh, now, there was a couple of um, tropical shows like that. Right, and uh, Heat stood for. Oh, uh, let me see if I still remember it. Oh, Lord. Hemispheric Emergency Action Team. God, it was basically just a detective show. <laughs> well, no, no, they were spies. Okay, they, 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 they were spies. They were they uh, at least the first season. They were uh, they posed as models, but and that was their cover when they went on mission. Okay, yes, now, I'm remembering this now. Right, this was like uh, this was just a revamp of the show cover up from the early '80s. Okay, yeah. and so uh, and you had you know people who were all different specialists on teams. You had your you had your hand to hand combat person. Mm-hmm. You had your comms. You you know just your typical team makeup. But then the your second typical Charlie's Angels team makeup. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> With Fabio. With Fabio. Because Fabio owned the hotel that they... Because their base was under the hotel. (laughs) But then at the end of the first season... And uh, I guess their their base got infiltrated and destroyed. And so then they opened up a... Oh, God. uh, A swimmer shop. And that's what they operated (laughs) out of. Because, of course. Well, it's in Acapulco. That's right. Well, yeah, but that's the reason why we only got two seasons. Well, also, um, talking about shows that they wanted to, they they filmed in the Caribbean and stuff, that moves us into Tropic Thunder. Or, no, not Tropic Thunder. What was it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Thunder uh, Thunder and Paradise. Thunder and Paradise. Yes. It's like I knew it was in there somewhere. Thunder and Paradise, Hulk Hogan on a supercharged scarab boat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they didn't make it long, but it was fun to watch. No, yeah, that, it, lots of explosions. Yeah, he lots he was like uh, lots of wrestling. He was like he was a former the Navy SEAL that uh Oh yeah. He was a former Navy SEAL that went on Black Ops. Who was uh, his partner in that? It was um the black guy. Um, Carl Weathers? Was it Carl Weathers? I think it was. Okay, but the, well she said there was a lot of wrestlers. Guys like um Roddy Piper was in there once in a while. That yes. was their excuse, because Hulk yeah. Hogan was in it, so let's get all the wrestlers in. Yeah. Like, That's right. Easy <laughs> guest stars. Well see, cause see uh there were two there were two uh tri- uh, uh the Thunder and Paradise movies and and they, they kept hinting at a series. And then I think that's we like got the series after the, the second the, movie. Straight to video movies or? Oh, no, they were uh, TNT. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, they were TNT movies. And then they. I it was think... the same. You know, this was the same year as the Robocop series? 94. That's, yeah. They came out the well, same that's year. Early to mid 90s is when most of this stuff hit. Yeah. Well, see, that was, that was the same time that Cobra. Cobra was that time too, because I remember watching yes, Cobra. Yes, the TV series. Yes. Oh, Cobra started in 93. Was that 93? 93 to 94 was Cobra. Mm. Man, and see, oh, Acapulco Heat was ninety three to ninety four. See, for mm-hmm. geeks, the um, the, in the, the early nineties there, when the syndicated way beat out anything that was on the networks. It did. It really <laughs> did. Um, and you know, it was an interesting time too because you know the the Cold War had ended, and we couldn't really do you know 
U.S. versus Russia spy stuff because that just didn't work anymore. Kind of like it didn't a couple of years ago, and now it does again. Yeah, now it does again. <laughs> but you know, but now, but but so they ended up with these shows of like you know, out of those spies who were out of work, but they you know they 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 become adventurers mm-hmm. and that sort of because thing. Because spies which was, have to do something. They if have they're no to. longer spies. That's yeah. Right. Um, but we're 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 getting ready to run a little long here, so we're gonna have to put a part two on this later on. Okay. Way well, plus the there are some that that you can uh, we can do entire episodes on, such yeah. as like the Highlander style. Yes. Highlander is in a whole series. Um, Hercules, Xena, and the Young Hercules series, which are all the part of the same same yeah. world, we could do all together. Yeah. Um, Young Indiana Jones was a, that was syndicated too. Yeah, no, that was network. No, that was, that was network. ABC. Okay. That was but that's still another show. That but I mean, there, there are the serialized shows that were syndicated, like um, what is it, Outer Limits and Oh yeah, uh, Tales from the Dark Side and Freddy's oh, Nightmare. Freddy's uh-huh. Nightmare. Those were all Friday kind the 13th, of individual. A lot of those were yeah. the, the anthology which, series. Is, you know, yeah. and now like to talk yeah. about Friday. Tales which from one? the Crypt was that network? No, that was USA, wasn't it? Well, that technically it would be network. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's I think I, I think I saw Tales from the Crypt on Fox back home. Yeah, well, see, yeah. It, yeah, it was because it started on HBO and then it, okay. they they uh, these and, uh, the Hitchhiker that, did yeah the Hitchhiker they did that too also yeah you guys can, we can get you guys can be ready because a lot of that we're gonna get yeah. to eventually as we yeah. go here um, but, but I think even... I think all of these crazy plots and stuff prove one thing anything can be a TV show it really <laughs> can yeah especially now they need they need more TV now than we needed then and, and we were getting this then and considering the quality anyone can write it yeah <laughs> well then you remember there was I know you would remember this you remember Silk Stockings yeah early that, that was like the first I think that was the first um, show that USA ever put on their network yeah well it actually, was there for years it got started it, it got started on CBS it night did? yeah it was it was a show that was on CBS CBS nighttime and then uh, they they, they dropped it, and then CBS and then uh, USA picked up the original run, and then when they got finished with the run, yeah, they ran they, like ten they, years with that. Then they, they brought like on uh, that's when they brought on the Chris Potter, and I forget who the other yeah. uh, the female lead on that was, but um, but yeah, so was that, VIP a syndicated VIP yeah, was syndicated. <laughs> we have there's a lot of stuff we have, like we VIP we haven't got into Andromeda right we've not got yeah. into um, you have to get Farscape. into the, the Farscape at, is not in here yet at mid right. mid to end of '90s into the 2000s that's right. where yeah. we haven't gone so now so, I have to admit VIP surprised me because I was like really. We're they, gonna do this. Well, the nice thing but, is they had just enough Pamela Anderson. She was there in the beginning to say, "Hey, this is the mission you gotta go on." And then they, then they knew she wasn't great, so they right. let her go away. Right. They let the team do what they're gonna the do. The team wanted to do this. She shows up again. Shows up she, at the end she, to, to finish it off. She was she was like the Charlie. That's right. <laughs> Which is the perfect role for her in this. Right. Because yeah, no, because she she was like a, a a Hollywood star who had lost everything, and she had, but they were looking for. Somebody to be the face of uh, v- uh, v- Valerie Iron- Irons protection, yeah. which was sort of like Remington Still, and then she's like, "Oh, I can do that," but they're like, "Okay, we just need you to be the face. We're going to do just the heavy lifting." <laughs> so, so. Um, but th- I think is there anything else we want to cover before we grab this up yeah. today? This was like, this was the dude. I, we knew we were going to open up a can of worms, but this yeah. is fun. Like, we can sit here all day and talk this yeah, stuff. I got it. Yeah, but I, we're not going to put out a five-hour episode. No, we could. No, like, uh, apparently, apparently, my my, my my brain like that. There's a part of my brain that opened up like. Well, see, put it this way: we have topics for when there's no movie releases. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yes. So, um, but do you may have anything else before we wrap this up today? No, I think I got plenty. That was it. Okay. Well, geeksters. Did you watch syndicated TV like we did? I know you all did. 
and you still do. You caught at least one of the shows. There's no That's way you right. Um, and if you did, if you didn't watch those, then check out stuff like Heroes and Icons on your local um, HD broadcast channel. Uh, MeTV runs a lot of this type of stuff. There's a, that's cool because it's like some of these unknown channels are now bringing back a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And you can also see it like on Amazon and Netflix and yeah. Hulu. They're, they're playing a lot of these. You, yeah. You, in fact, YouTube has like I think they. In some of these uh, cases, you get full episodes. That's true. People do upload these on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, so, you know, um, and you know what? Father's Day's coming up. He may want the entire run of Renegade. Just saying. <laughs> in a lot of these shows, you can buy whole seasons for like five five to ten bucks. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nothing. Which no. is awesome. Yes. So, so um, but let us know what you thought. Um, you can find us on the internet, www.geekwatch1.com. Um, anywhere and everywhere on all social media, Geekwatch1. If you put Geekwatch1 into a search bar and don't find us, let us know. Because Dawn will take care of the problem. I will. Also, you can email us, geekwatch1 at gmail.com. We're also on the networks at Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and WeebyGeeks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And um, from there, what's Cassie doing? <laughs> okay, I can see her. Okay. Well, from there, for um, Dawn and Kylan and Vicky and myself, just remember, no matter where you go, there you are.